Welcome to episode number 55 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, by giving you the tools, the tips, the strategies, and the tricks you need to build an online business based around your expertise, around your experience, about the passion you have in the world, so you can change the world and so you can change your life as well. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we have back on the podcast, Dr. Sarah Langworthy, owner and founder of DeveloPlay LLC. Sarah, thank you for coming back on the Grab Blogger podcast today. Well, thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for asking me back. So we had Dr. Langworthy on, if you can believe it, back in episode seven of the podcast, talking about how recording video drives her business. She talked about what is her business at DeveloPlay LLC, how she got started as an academic entrepreneur and what her journey was there, what role video plays in her business, and also video setup, the you know the technical aspects, and we'll get into a lot of that in this episode as well. Um, and how to make income from videos. So we, we covered a lot of ground back almost 46 weeks ago or almost a year ago now. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about creating video your way. And the genesis of this is that I am on Sarah's newsletter. So I get the, the newsletters that she sends out. I encourage you to be there as well because she shares great tips about video. And in that, I saw that she released this eight-week program called Video Your Way. And it was actually at a time where I was recording a lot of video myself for LinkedIn promotions of our conference at Dust Safety Science. It's also shooting video sale pages and different things. So I said, hey, I want to learn about video. So I joined the program, but I also emailed Sarah and said, hey, we got to get you on the podcast to talk about what uh, what people should learn here. So that was really genesis where this came about. So Sarah Langworthy, Dr. Sarah Langworthy has a PhD in childhood development. I met her through the self-employed PhD group. I can't even remember. We'll say four years ago. (laughs) It's been a while, yeah. (laughs) And we've seen each other's businesses kind of grow from then. So maybe a good place to jump in here is we haven't talked in almost a year now. Uh, what's you know what's new in your business? What have been the big things that have happened over the last twelve months? Yeah, well, so it's been an interesting um, it's been an interesting year for me. Uh, about six to eight months ago, um, I actually kind of came to the realization that I really needed to pivot my business. So, um, for those of you who um, have you know did not listen to that first episode, um, for a long time after my uh, career in academia, I was doing a lot of work focused in early childhood development, primarily doing speaking and trainings and those sorts of things. I was also dabbling in some consulting especially around video and communications. And I kind of had my feet in multiple worlds, right? And I think a lot of us independent business owners and entrepreneurs can relate to the idea of having to kind of shift your businesses um, from time to time and go in some different directions and really focus in on what it is that you want to be doing more long-term and and really focusing your message of your business. And so about six to eight months ago or so, I made the decision that I didn't want to continue doing work in the field of early childhood specifically um, as the expert, as the child development person who's, you know, coming to a conference and presenting on particular topics or that sort of thing. Um, I really felt like I needed to step away from that uh, for a number of reasons, both personal and professional. And so I was also feeling really led in this direction and driven by this idea of helping other people tell their story through video. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with people who are like, how do you do that? Or, you know, I want to start a video series or I want to do a video on LinkedIn or on social media to help drive my business or conversations with nonprofits who are like, we know we need to reach our people through video, but we don't know how. And that's kind of where the idea of video your way came from. I actually sat down in an afternoon and I like, 
thought about, okay, what is it that I would share with people about my own video journey and what it is that you need to do if you're going to start from scratch and want a video at the end of the, at the end of the day, uh, or at the end of the, a few weeks, realistically. Uh, but I kind of sat down in an afternoon and outlined all of that out. And, you know, it took several months to kind of get the program up and running, but now we have video your way and it's, uh, it's real. It's exists in the world. Um, and the focus of it is really to help people who are kind of new to video, who want to dabble and want to kind of understand how do I make an effective video is to get you from the concept of your video all the way to completion. Where at the end of the eight weeks, I um, have walked you through the whole process so that you have a video, you've shared it with the world, and hopefully it is helping you bring you all the fame and glory and business you want. <laughs> Ideally, <laughs> if nothing else, you've learned about the process and you've learned a little bit about how you can use video in your business and can make the decision about whether you want to continue using video in your business. So yeah, it's been an interesting, especially six months or so, <laughs> kind of getting all this up and running, but it's been fun. Well, I love it. I mean, we just got done uh, episode 53 and 54 of the podcast. We're with Cheryl Lau. And she's talking about a big pivot in her business and a big pivot in her life and her research direction. And that seems to be a common theme with some of the guests we're having on is getting to a certain point in your business and saying, hey, is this going where I want my life to go? Is this going to be enable, able to enable and support me in two years and five years? Are we going in the right direction and making those adjustments as needed? Maybe a good place. I, I really want to dive into video your way and all the elements of it. Um, just so people have an understanding of develop play in general. How are you helping people there? What is the the business of develop play at, play at a, a broader scale? And I don't think I, I mentioned this, but it is at developplayllc.com, which is D E V E L. O P L A Y L L C dot com. I just wanted to spell that out. It's kind of fun to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a mashup of words. I was, you know, when I originally created the business, I was thinking like, okay, I want kind of a like a fun name. I want something that conveys a little bit of my personality. And I want something that also harkens back to my roots in developmental psychology. And so I ended up smashing together develop develop and play. So it worked pretty well. But uh, yeah, it is a little bit hard to spell. So apologies for that, Chris. <laughs> you know, in terms of develop play as a whole, it really it is uh, my, my business as a, as a consultant. Um, so I formed this LLC as a way to kind of have my, you know, my shingle out there as a, as a consultant in primarily communications and video, um, but also doing some organizational consulting and that sort of thing as well. Um, there are a lot of things and, you know, any, anybody who's been in academia kind of knows you, you learn how to learn stuff. And so there are a lot of things that I've picked up over the last, you know, five to 10 years that um, are, are beneficial skills that help me help organizations do their work better, right? So my focus with the video your way and, and, and as I'm thinking about developing more long-term, um, it is really kind of honing in on that, helping people communicate and reach their audiences, largely through video. And, you know, obviously video is only a part of a larger communications, you know, approach for a lot of people and a lot of organizations, but um, it is going to be a thing that's going to be around for a while, I think. <laughs> We're going to have video uh, be a primary focus um, for a lot of places. And so, um, especially for smaller nonprofits and smaller businesses and people who are kind of running their own shop, I'm finding that there is that gap of how do I take what I want to share with the world and get it out there using video if I've never done video before? Where do I start? How do I do this? And so that's really where Video Your Way came from. And 
I'm not a trained videographer by background. Like that's not, that's not been my, uh, you know, series or my area of study, but it is something I've picked up along the way. And I've learned a ton by just kind of jumping in and doing it. And so throughout the series, I'm pretty candid about like, I know some stuff, but I don't know everything. So, you know, this is just my way of doing things. And if it's helpful for you, great, take it and run with it. Um, and I, I also encourage people to go down your own rabbit hole about video. Um, you know, the, the internet is your friend when it comes to learning new, new things. Um, and video is no exception there. So I would encourage anyone to check out Sarah on YouTube at Develop Play or searching Sarah Langworthy because her videos are really, really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and if you want to learn how to do really well edited really nice scripted videos like that. Um, or even if you want to learn how to do quick and dirty videos like I create, um, this might be a really good program for you. So I'd encourage people to check it out. If they're interested in what we're talking about, where should they go to find out more? Maybe we'll get that link out of the way and then uh, dive into what's in Video Your Way. Sure. So um, if you're interested in just kind of learning more about Video Your Way and what it can offer you, you can go to developplayllc.com slash video your way. Um, otherwise, it's pretty prominently displayed on my main homepage. So I, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> yes. And we'll include links um, in the show notes at grablar.com slash 55 to Sarah's site and, and to all the other, the other links we'll mention. So pretend I've never done video. Um, you know, what, what kind of questions are you getting constantly that video your way is answering for people? You mentioned, how do I get started? But what other questions are you getting all the time? Yeah, I think a lot of the questions um, that that I get that really drove how I created this series um, is really around, I know I need to use video, but I don't know how. So there's the strategy part of it of how do I infuse video into my communications uh, strategy or, you know, can I use it in my email marketing or, you know, can I use it as an educator? Um, if I'm, you know, giving lots of talks and trainings, how can I use it that way? So there's like this, the promotional communication side of things. There's also the content side of things. Like if you have content that you want to share um, and then potentially use in, you know, presentations that you're giving or those sorts of things, I get a lot of that. Um, I also, so part of my work at Develop Play is consulting with groups and creating videos for organizations. Um, and so I have a couple of clients right now that I'm creating their fundraising videos for their annual galas, their big fundraisers for the year. So thinking about how do you message and how do you craft a video with multiple interviewees, multiple voices uh, into a story that convinces people to support your work in some way. Um, so there are these different approaches that you can take to video. Video is like the tool, the medium for doing the thing, but thinking about what is it about your business that you either want to be sharing more broadly, or what is it that you want to be selling? Um, how do you want to be engaging with people who are following you? You know, I kind of grew up on the culture of YouTube, which was really about community building and building uh, connections with people through video. So can you build a community of people? Or is video really something you want to do to share content specifically? Like there are just so many different ways to use it that often the question I get is, which thing should I do? Like, how do I start? And what, you know, where, where should I go with this? And the answer is, you can go lots of different places, but let's talk about that and what that means for you. And how does that align with your goals? I also want to say that video is a lot of work. <laughs> it is very time consuming. Chris, I'm sure you can also attest to that. <laughs> um, and so thinking about, you know, it's hard to make 
a video series work unless you're really clear about all of the work that goes into making that series. So one of the things YouTubers run into a lot is I got to get a video out every week and how do I generate that much content? And it's just really difficult to keep up that pace. And so thinking about sustainability within your business and how can you use video in a way that works for you and doesn't kind of become all-consuming and become the entire focus of your business if that's not the point. So those are a lot of the questions and kind of like gnarly issues um, that I, I talk with uh, with people about um, when, when having conversations about video. And really, video your way, we didn't really explain what this is. Um, so for those of you who are who are interested, video your way is, is an eight-week uh, email series. So you get a new video every single week for eight weeks and it takes you through my process for creating videos. So we start with things like thinking about your audience and we go through things like planning and scripting and thinking about the personality and style of your videos. Then we go into how do you film? (laughs) What kind of equipment do you need? Um, How do you edit? How do you incorporate graphics and animation and those sorts of pieces? And then how do you launch it in an effective way? You can create a video, but if you don't tell people about it and if you don't share it, well, um, it's not going to have the effect that you want it to have. Um, And then kind of understanding a little bit about how do you measure success? What analytics should you be looking at? How are you thinking about whether this was a successful video for you and your business or not? Is it that it got, you know, hundreds or thousands of hits in the first couple of days? Is it that you want it to be something that continues to bring people to you uh, over the next couple of months or years? you know, there are a number of different ways to use video. And so there are a number of different ways to measure whether video was successful for you and your business. And so talk about all of those, those topics in the course of eight weeks. And the goal is that we're breaking it down so that you can make progress each week on each of these things. So in each email is a video from me that's talking about the topic of the week and giving some examples. And then also, um, a handout or sort of an activity worksheet that has some questions, some reflection questions. I'm a big fan of reflection. And so um, I've created some different questions that you might mull over, uh, as well as a jumpstart activity for each week, which gets you actually doing the craft of video making. And so the goal with this was not only to, um, you know, give people the process, but also give you a way to engage with it um, from week to week or on your own time scale. I'm not the boss of you. <laughs> Do it however it works for you. But when you sign up for the series, you'll just get an email every week for that eight-week eight period, and it's all free. So, um, you know, I'm giving away this process for free because I think it's important that we all have that kind of basic understanding of, of how to make a thing if you want to make a thing. Yeah, and I so a couple points there. I think you highlighted four key areas of the, the kind of questions, right? So there's the the strategy part of it. How do you use video if you create it? There's the content. What What is the video about? What should be in there? There's the story and the messaging. How do you make it engaging? How do you make people care? How do you get it? Uh, getting attention doesn't sound right. <laughs> but how do, you, <clears throat> how do you determine which attention you want to receive and then try to go about getting that? And then how do you, you know, define those next stages, building a community from that? How do you um, use that in your overall marketing plan? And it is complicated. If you think about all those things and you drew a Venn diagram and you put the arrows from one to the other, it's like, well, I could do all of that and and you know, which process. So it's it's important to have the steps or a version of the steps. And this is this is one of the versions. And again, from looking at your videos, I would I would argue that it's a version that seems to be working pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can attest the time required 
Actually, I'll, I'll say I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate as well. So the time required does is high, but you can also do it quickly. So I've done the getting started mini series. Nope, getting started mini course with Grablogger at grablogger.com slash GSMC. That was a 10 video series email thing to get started with your with your grab blog. Um, get started online. And that took you know a good amount of time, two or three weeks to shoot something like that. On the other side, when I was promoting the conference, I was doing 30 second, 45 second LinkedIn videos where I could do about four, you know, at a time. So four in the morning or three or four in the morning, as long as I had the the bullet points of what I want to chat about. So you can kind of do it both ways. You're you're probably gonna be slower at the start and you can get faster with practice. But my thought would be, you know, if you're doing something like this course, then you're gonna be able to get that practice in and get those questions answered instead of taking four months to even start shooting your own video, you can kind of get off the ground running. So I really like it. And I, so I must confess I'm in the group that I'm not following along to the T I did two or three weeks. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm personally offended. No. <laughs> and then I went on vacation and, and did the conference. So now I have the backlog um, of the next couple of weeks and I'm going through those now. What are some, I mean, the question people always ask at the very start, and we probably covered it back in episode seven is, you know, what do people need to shoot good? And I'm doing air quotes. People can't see me because I can't see the video, but good video. I mean, what's the starting point? Because everyone's going to ask, what equipment do I need? Even though it's probably the least important question, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, and preemptively, uh, because I knew that was going to be the question I was going to get. I actually uh, wrote a, a fairly lengthy blog post on here is all the equipment I have that I use and here's what you would actually need in order to start. So I have a, a link to that on, um, on my website. Uh, it's in my, it's in my blog and I think it's featured on the video your way page as well. So um, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of like, what does Sarah use when she's making videos? That's all there. But in that post, I do also talk about um, what do you need if you're just getting started? And for the most part, what you need when you're first getting started is the handy dandy little computer we all carry around in our pockets all day, right? Most phones or tablets have really great video quality these days. Like the, the cameras on your phones are better quality than a lot of DSLRs or, you know, fancier cameras had a few years ago. So, you know, you can get away with using your phone or using your iPad or your other tablet device um, and get pretty good video doing that. So generally for video shooting, I, I recommend if you're getting started and you don't want to invest a ton of money in buying a new camera and new rig and new equipment, there are um, kind of three primary things I suggest you, you get or use. Um, the first being your phone. The second being a tripod. Now you can do a DIY tripod. You can use a stack of books. You can use one of those little, I forget what they're called, but the little things that affix to the back of your phone that make it like stand up <laughs> funny. Uh, you can do the, the little pop off things. Um, but you can also buy a reasonably cheap uh, little tripod that just, you know, your phone just kind of hooks into it. Um, and so I have a link to the one that I use on, on that post, but um, you know, for 15, 20 bucks um, you can get you know, something that will hold your phone in place. And then the third thing is to really be thinking about audio. One of the things that's really interesting is that people are more likely to watch uh, a video if it has poor video quality than if it has poor audio quality. And so if you're going to invest in something, um, invest in a microphone. And so um, I, again, provide a couple of links to some different options. Um, any of you who are, you know, dabbling in podcasting, your podcast mic is great. 
you know, you're, that, that will be fine. Um, I also mention a little lavalier microphone. Uh, those are the ones that just sort of clip onto your clothes that plugs directly into your phone. And so then you're just recording everything in one place. That's really handy, really easy. So um, again, I, I give a link to that in that post as well. So those are the three primary things if you want to get going tomorrow, you know, that, that I would recommend that people look into. That said, the, the speaker on your phone is, or the microphone on your phone is also pretty good. So if you don't have the money to invest in um, a little lav mic, which is also you know, 25 bucks or so, then just use for the, your initial videos, just kind of getting, getting a handle on how to make videos, just use your phone that it will be fine <laughs> for what you need to do to kind of get started. Um, and Chris, you said something at, at one point that made me think to, that I should just say up front with people, your first video will not be good. <laughs> you will not like it. <laughs> You will go back and look at it and be like, oh, that was horrible. Uh, that is okay. Everyone is like that. Everybody has that story. So, you know, don't feel like your first video out of the gate has to be super great professional quality, uh, like all the creators that you're seeing online. The first one is going to be bad, in part because you're filming it on your phone without all the equipment and all of those things, but mostly just because everybody's first video is bad. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> yeah. And I found, I think I found that article is it, uh, what equipment do you need to make good videos? And then, video equipment I use. Yeah. Okay. We grabbed the link of that and we'll put it in the show notes so people can check that out. I mean, I'll run through my equipment. So I've done, I've done my computer, um, webcam. I have like a fancy C something plugged in right now. I tried to look at it and it messed up my screen. So I'm going to leave it alone at the moment. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, I just went from my webcam on my laptop and a, a pair of Apple headphone with the mic in it. Um, I did that for Facebook live for probably 30 40 weeks so that's one version i've done the the podcasting mic with this fancier um self-adjusting which means it messes up your computer if you if you move it and try to look <laughs> at the back when it's running webcam i've done that i like that because i can actually take that webcam and move it around my office and do shots like on the coach in the back or so i've actually bought some some lights too i'm getting really fancy and really high tech um, so I've done, I mean, that's like, I would say next, next level. And that's not even really at high tech. The the lights I bought are like 20 bucks a piece. What I really liked is just, uh, you, you can use your Apple mic, your Apple headphones as well and plug them into um, your phone when you're on the road and use your phone. I do like a lab mic. It's a little better sounding. Um, I use those for conferences. So I may never attend a conference again with the, with the outbreak of things that are going on in the, in the world today. <laughs> But uh, when I was earlier in the year, I would shoot like a video every day. Just, hey, you know, I'm at the the powder show in Chicago here. Look forward to these great talks by such, such, such and such. You know, met these folks. That's really a nice way, especially if your your business is, is um, positioning yourself as a thought leader. And and if you want to get invited to more events, then, then people really like that. <laughs> um, so I, I like that. And that's something simple. The lab mic was, you know, these throw it in your pocket it's not that hard to carry um it was chomping my phone's battery life editing those videos so i need to get a new phone mine's like six years old <laughs> that's my uh that's my new my new gift coming up to myself i mean those are some ways that i've i've been doing it no fancy camera i've never really had one besides this this webcam i think it was 80 bucks so it's like top of the line <laughs> and for mics i mean I have my podcast mic i've used headphones and i do have a, a little nicer lav mic now but you don't need any of that stuff you can get started right away generally from what's in your pocket so if you want to learn more there definitely check out sarah's um, article that will her blog post that we'll put up 
a couple other things. So people want to know how to create video, go check out video your way. That's the the strategy, the content, the distribution will tell you how to do that. There's a couple other things that I, I've noticed from poking around at your website that I, I'm curious about as as I develop Grabblogger and Dust Safety Science. I'm in particular related to YouTube and where things are at there. And I know it's a cheat sheet. I have not downloaded it yet, but I am on your email list. So I, I would have um, already been on the email list anyway as having downloaded it because I haven't had a chance. But it's called how do I YouTube? <laughs> Could you give me a breakout of what, yep. what is contained in this cheat sheet that I have not had a chance to to uh, to print off myself yet? <laughs> because I want to know how to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all we all want to know uh, how to YouTube for sure. Um, so in the the how to YouTube, uh, I talk a little bit about some of the elements of creating videos on YouTube with the goal of kind of growing a YouTube audience, right? So you can use YouTube in a variety of different ways. Um, Because of a lot of the policy changes at YouTube recently, I have kind of stepped back a little bit um, from trying to be like a YouTuber uh, and I'm more using it as a video platform that is, you know, still the most used video platform um, and probably the most searched as well. So it's going to, you know, your results are going to come up um, more readily if you're using a platform like YouTube. But so, uh, you know, in this how to YouTube uh, freebie that's over, over on my website, there are some things where I talk about what are some little tweaks you can do to your channel to make sure that you're kind of optimizing YouTube's uh, presence. So putting, you know, what are the things you should think about with respect to layout, making sure that you're, you have a channel trailer that tells people, you know, this is what this channel's about. Subscribe if you want to see videos um, every week or however, however often you're going to upload, making sure that the links on your about page are all linked correctly. So it's a lot of that kind of like behind the scenes stuff that we sometimes forget or sometimes don't always do. Um, So it goes through a lot of those kinds of pieces. It talks about descriptions and tags, what to do with individual videos, how to use playlists, some of those kinds of things. And it's just really kind of very simple um, tips and and tricks for for people who are interested in kind of getting into YouTube uh, a little bit more. I also have on on the website there um, another freebie that's called Video Production Tips. So it talks about a lot of kind of the planning, filming, and editing process. Again, just kind of a, it's a two-page handout um, that, you know, kind of gives some, some, basics um, about when doing recording. Things like if you're doing an interview, make sure that you as the interviewer don't say anything because your microphone's going to pick that up and then you have to edit it later. Like just little things like that, that I have learned along the way, the hard way. (laughs) Um, Things like what not to wear when you're on camera, stuff like that. Like the little, the little tidbits that um, you pick up along the way that, that I think are helpful for, for people who are beginning just to be thinking about um, as you get started. Yeah, I agree. Don't wear the black and white small stripes because they no, that's that no. Morse effect or whatever where they, they start to dance on the screen in front of your eyes. Yeah, people get dizzy. It's just not good. Don't do it. Yeah, small patterns. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned, you hinted to this, but I'll ask a little more directly. So what, if any, big changes are happening in YouTube that people need to be aware of? And where's that space at today? I mean, as a you're, you're no... I don't know if you ever really called yourself a YouTuber. Maybe you did, but you're you're um, shying away from that as a as a whole business model, maybe or as a whole role. Um, why is that? What's going on in YouTube space? Yeah, so um, YouTube over the last couple of years has had a number of policy shifts, um, which have by and large been not super friendly to smaller creators. So 
YouTube uh, prioritizes things like subscriptions and views, obviously. Um, the way that their, their model works, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, if you're a video creator on YouTube and you have a certain number of subscribers and kind of uh, people watching your content, um, you can uh, basically receive a portion of the ad revenue for the ads that are displayed on your content beforehand. This has been the primary model by which YouTubers have gotten rich and famous. <laughs> um, you know, there was a period of time there where the focus was how do I, you know, how do I build my channel so that I can monetize and make ad revenue being the, the primary um, financial driver of, of YouTube creators. That has changed a lot uh, because of some tensions with advertisers not wanting to put their, their ads on certain kinds of content. And so there's been a lot of kind of up and down with respect to uh, the consistency of what you can expect for monetization uh, on YouTube and, and kind of how much that might affect your business. Um, so if you can imagine, you know, you're a YouTube creator who generally per month makes, you know, five to 10 grand in ad revenue. And then suddenly there's a shift and the advertisers don't want to advertise on your content anymore for whatever reason, then suddenly you don't have that revenue. So it's a really unstable uh, line of revenue. So that's been one of the reasons that I've stepped back from that a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been some other shifts with things like copyright and people getting their channels taken down because people claim content that isn't actually theirs. So it's just, it has been really messy that way. Um, also at the beginning of 2020 here, YouTube in response to some, um, some issues around children watching content that they maybe shouldn't be watching, uh, shifted all of their policies around whether or not your content is directed at children or not. So now creators have to decide whether or not their content is directed at children. And if it is, then they can't run ads on it. They can't have subscribers. So it affects the entire model for how YouTube creators have operated. So if you've you know heard any of that from the perspective of creators over the last few months, it's been a lot of outcry of like, wait, you just killed my business because you're taking away my entire way of, of making money because my content might be directed at children. I don't, but as a creator, I can't necessarily control whether kids are watching my content or not. Um, so it, it has been messy uh, and very complicated at, uh, in sort of the YouTube sphere for a while now. So all of that has made me go, okay, I'm going to use YouTube as a place to put my videos that is going to have some good reach. People know how to use YouTube. You know, if I pick up some subscribers along the way, awesome. That's great. Would love to build a little community there, but I'm not using it as a, as a monetization or revenue source directly um, in any way at this point. Yeah. And I think that's really important to emphasize. And I think back to a mentor of mine, James Shremko, he had a, a, um, a concept is originally a course and now it's more brought into a concept that's own the race course, OTR. Um, the whole thought process there was never build everything on somebody else's land. So you can build little things, you know, you can have uh, business divisions, that are in certain areas, you can have um, marketing channels that, and you should have marketing channels across broad areas, but that the core you need to be able to control in terms of, you know, what happens. <laughs> so you can't have other people making yep. rules that take you from, so say you're making $10,000 a month, so $1,200 or $120,000 a year. Um, and that's like your life. And then YouTube changes the rules and now you make 500 bucks a month. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, got to sell my house. You know, I hope my, I hope my family's going to have some, so you don't want to build that business on other people's land, be it 
Facebook groups. Hand up. I have a Facebook group. It's not my main source of revenue. Um, right. <laughs> it's a, you know, it, it's, it's a part of the pie, but it's not the core. So the core concept there from, from James Sharmko's work was this OTR, this own the race course that really need to look at these other platforms, whether it be Instagram stories or Facebook groups or Facebook, even advertising. Right now, people love YouTube advertising because it's the, the cheapest method out there. But it's going to go the way of the dodo in in a year, two years. It's impossible to say how, and it's because it's always there's always going to be a push from away from the small person up to the the big company, and that's what happened with Facebook and LinkedIn. Sort of started there. It's already expensive to advertise on LinkedIn, but I we do it because it's it's a boring place. So if you do anything that stands out, you 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 get a lot of attention. Low point there that I want to highlight is this. You know, think about that when you're building your business. If you're building a business as an influencer doing Instagram stories, I really caution people to think not not to do that. That's a great business division. That's a great marketing channel, whichever, if you're making revenue from it or, or not. Um, but it's not your business. Your business needs to be a thing in itself. Develop Play LLC is a, is a business and it makes money from traffic, from marketing channels, and makes money from business divisions and revenue streams. And I think the solution then that I've heard and, and, I'll, and I want to ask you about is, Really, you, you mentioned the, the old way used to be to build your channel. Now it seems like people are moving from, okay, how do I use that as a, as a marketing channel itself, use that to build my own authority and audience and community? Um, is that a, a move that you're seeing where people are trying to build communities now off the platforms and more on their own platforms? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the the general um, shift in the online landscape overall. I, I would completely agree with you, Chris, that making sure that you are thinking about diversification at all times is the only way to survive online anymore. <laughs> and so I think a lot of uh, the the push now is to really take everything in house and and make sure that you own your website, right? And and then you can do what what you need to do and sell what you need to sell and all of those sorts of things, but making sure that everything is coming back to a place that you own. Um, And so I think that in the YouTube sphere that there's a lot of push towards that. Um, For a while there, there was a big push for Patreon um, and you still sort of see that, but Patreon is a, is a way for um, people who support creators to contribute to, uh, to their work in some way, usually, you know, buck or two or five or 10, whatever per month uh, to support this creator, to continue to create their videos or do other kinds of things. So for most YouTubers now um, they are not looking at, YouTube ad revenue as the primary source. Um, they will use things like Patreon. They'll use things like selling merchandise. They'll use things like live events, um, you know, going out and, and although not so much probably right now, but <laughs> in general, you know, having their fans come together and, and do these kind of community events and those sorts of things are, are more of the way to drive the, the full business. Um, and that YouTube has become a, YouTube ad revenue has become a smaller and smaller portion of that. So you might build the community on YouTube, but getting people to then follow you where you actually are and where you actually want them is a challenge. And a lot of creators have talked about, it's difficult to get people to cross that, you know, from YouTube over to something else. But if, if you message that as, the way that I can keep creating is by your support. Um, that works really well, I think, for a lot of creators to, to get that support on Patreon and in other ways um, through merchandise and events and all of these other kinds of things. You also have seen a 
bunch of YouTubers write books. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, thinking about those other ways to, to use your um, connection with your audience in a way that works for them, uh, in a way that serves what they are looking for and what they are interested in, um, but also in a way that can help you grow your business in, in the land that you own, as you, as you put it, Chris. I think that's, that's the key question that most businesses are having to um, wrestle with in the online spaces right now. I want to bring up some things that I've seen in the background from working with people too that I've seen repeatedly, especially with really creative people. And I just want to put them out there as um, potential warnings. So Patreon's a big one. So back to the own the race course kind of philosophy, we need to think of whether or not you're translating from one platform that's owned by someone else to another platform that's owned by someone else. So a lot of creatives go the way of Patreon. You don't own Patreon. <laughs> Patreon can turn around and has changed a little bit over the last little while, but there's nothing stopping them from fundamentally shifting for reasons that are good for them or for reasons that are good for humanity. Maybe they do the same thing where if your contents could be shown to children, then they won't show Joe Camelot anymore. I don't know. That's, a, that's obviously a, an example from the past, but you don't own it. So you just need to be careful you're not translating to a platform that's not owned by you, another one. The second note that I want to make is that that's generally hard because you have to do all the work to build your own platforms, whatever form that takes. And it's kind of scary, especially if you know the tech background. And a lot of creatives then will will tend to shy away from that and tend to do, tend to look for the, the platform that's the easiest way of entry. I just want to caution. I can't think of the right way to say it, but I'm, I'll, to put it bluntly and gently bluntly, I'm going to say, do you, not you, but the proverbial you, the creator, do you want to be a creator or do you want to own a business? Because they're too fundamental. So if you want to be a creator, um, you shouldn't, and I covered this way back, probably episode three of the podcast, I don't want you to be the starving artist. I want you to be the star- the artist that can feed their family and and make big change in the world. And the way to do that is to move from shifting your, your mindset a bit on whether or not you're just creative. And if you're just creative, maybe you need a business partner to fill that void. Or I don't know, there's got to be a way to build a solid business on solid land. Just be careful not to shift one problem to another problem. And I'll use an example of like Apple Podcasts. So this podcast released through Apple, it's released through other ones, but the 95% of people listening through through Apple. But we have the downloaded file for each one of these because I always want to have control. If Apple went down, we'll release it on my own website for the time being. It's not going to be as big of a marketing channel, but you want to have access to those. I just get scared because I see people building these communities on Patreon. Um, it's a good middle step. It's good. I've seen people successfully take Patreon and then turn that into starting their community and then getting people off there and into live events. Not so much live anymore, like you're saying, but you know, into into virtual events and that. So I'm not saying it's not a, a good middle step, but it's just if you're going by the philosophy of of owning that uh, that those business assets, um, Patreon's not it. <laughs> you don't own the business assets there. Well, and, not, and, and again, not putting all your eggs in that basket, right? So Patreon is a great tool for people who want to support your work, but who can't purchase your course or program or who aren't interested in, you know, the thing that you're offering, but they do want to show you support and they do want to like kick you a, enough to buy a coffee. They want to continue to see you create cool stuff. So if you're using that as a, as a portion of your revenue, fine. But Chris, your point is well taken. Like don't, don't uh, give up one master for another one. <laughs> you should be your own master as much as you possibly can. And, um, you know, using tools as tools, not as 
the thing that makes your business go completely, right? Uh, you, you've got to make sure you're diversifying not only your business strategy and the things that you're selling and the things that you're doing, but also the, the tools that you're using so that if one of them makes a unilateral decision to do something that you don't agree with, you can easily shift to something else um, and just kind of being aware of what those tools are and, and what's happening in those landscapes, I think is also really important. Yeah, and it makes sense. And this, I just, I just flipped up to the top of my outline again to the the title of this episode, which is "Create Video Your Way." That's like "Create Video Your Way" version two. Yeah. <laughs> own, own the own the stuff that comes out of it as well on your own kind of platform. So, I'm looking forward to uh to I don't know maybe having a, another another eight week program come out from from you down the down the road on that. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean the the I have I have schemes and visions and ideas, of course, but um, you know, I'll be releasing some uh some workbooks and some things for people who want to kind of work through this process on their own uh, you know, on their own time and in their own way. Um, I'm going to have some consultation options, uh, a five week, um, or a five session consultation for people who want, you know, my feedback and my input and, uh, who really want, you know, to take their video stuff to the next level in some way. Um, it's basically offering a virtual consultation package for people who are um, interested in that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of all of these different ways to um, continue to grow the video your way product and also community, people who care about video and want to do it well. Um, and so I love that idea, Chris, of, of the next, what's the next series going to be? And, you know, I'm noodling those ideas. So if listeners, if you have things that you're like, I want to know about this, please let me know. You can reach out to me on my website or um, on Twitter or wherever, uh, wherever makes sense for you. I love hearing from people and I love getting ideas for things to talk about next. So yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. Very cool. So yeah, I mean, that's a, we covered quite a bit of ground here and I think that's probably the the right place to leave off on. So if somebody, I I'm on Sarah's newsletter, I've been on it for probably since she's had a newsletter <laughs> um, and I follow the, the video creation there. And like I said, video is more and more part of, of my business moving forward. So I, I think it's a critical importance. And if you're not, if you're not paying attention, then, then, you know, I, I think that is a mistake. I'm not saying you have to go do it today. There may be another part of your business that needs more attention today. Um, but if you're going to be running your business for the next four or five years, chances are you're going to be doing video at some point. So I encourage people to check that out. If they want to get on that email list or they want to um, learn more about you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, you can head over to developplayllc.com. And if you want to want to sign up for the free video your way, eight week course, email course thing <laughs> that Chris was talking about, um, you can do that at developplayllc.com slash video your way. Awesome. That's like I said this before, but we'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes at grablar.com slash 55 for this episode. So Sarah, thank you again. Um, we will have to not wait another year to get you on back on the Drive <laughs> Blogger podcast in the future. Well, thank you, Chris. It was delightful to come back and chat with you. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in six months to a year. I could decide to go a completely different direction. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, we look forward to hearing about the journey wherever it goes. Uh, thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sarah. We'll talk soon. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney, and Dr. Sarah Langworthy of Play LLC, and that's D-E-V-E-L-O-P-L-A-Y-L-L-C.com. I'm not entirely sure why, but I like spelling that out. It has a, it has a, I don't know, some sort of effect to it there that I do really like. In this episode, we covered a lot of ground. I mean, we broke into what are the main questions people have, and and we broke into four categories. So, you know, what is the strategy? How do we use video effectively in whatever we're trying to achieve? Whether it be sharing a message or 
uh, as part of our business strategy or, or what is the strategic approach? We talked about content. Where do you find it? <laughs> how do you get it? How do you trap it and, and um, tackle it into submission? We talked about how do you improve the story and messaging of the the video that you're trying to create. And then we talked about how do you actually go about creating community and things that add on to that video later. And the, the big thing we, we came to, the conclusion was there's a lot of steps involved and there's a lot of orders you can do them in. And that uh, the way that Dr. Langworthy is putting that together and this process that she has outlined is one of those strategies. And, and from me as an outside observer watching her business grow over the last number of years, um, I, I think it's a winning strategy. So I've been checking out. I encourage you to do that as well. We close out the episode talking about some future looking things. What is the current status of being a YouTuber? What is the current status of YouTube as a platform? Um, we went into some of my my personal thoughts on whether or not you need to own your own platform and, and what roles other marketing channels and other divi- business divisions placed in other platforms have in your business. Just make sure that you don't have all your eggs in one basket there, especially if you have outside responsibilities like family that's spending on your business and a lifestyle that's spending on your business. You don't want to shut down by, by Zuck or... Any of the other uh, any of the other online people that are changing the rules on their on their uh, processes. So I've really enjoyed this episode. Again, you can check out Dr. Langworthy from her website. We'll show we'll have links in the show notes, or you can search for her on YouTube and find her channel there. And if you like this episode, definitely like and share it um, in Apple or whatever platform you're using. We like diversity, so share it across multiple platforms. That'd be amazing. You can get a nice PDF copy of the transcripts at grabblar.com slash 55, as you can for all the other episodes as well. We'll probably try to pull out some sort of notes and cheat sheet for this as well. So have a great week ahead. I'm um, looking forward to next week and continuing to bring you stories, strategies, techniques, and tips from around the, the online grab blogosphere to help you build your online business. So have a great week ahead. And I look forward to talking next week. Mm-hmm.